0: Foundations podcast. Good morning, Foundation Church. It's good to see everybody here this morning. Uh, my name is Justin Graves, and I get to be the lead pastor here. It's a lot of fun. Um, I want to give you two things real quick before we get into the message. On February 12th, that's a Sunday, the second, Feb- the second Sunday in February, we are starting a new series called For Better, For Worse, um, and it's going to be a series on relationships. Now, I know a lot of people that aren't in relationships are like, wow, wow, that doesn't apply to me. Um... Can I tell you, most of us, if we're not in a relationship, we're planning on getting into a relationship. Ask my dad at 65 years old. He's in a relationship right now. So, um, you know, we all are planning on getting into relationships, um, and it will be very applicable for you, even if you are single. But this is going to be a really real series that we talk about. Man, it's easy to do the for better times in marriage, but we committed to the worst times as well, didn't we? And so how does that look how do you how do you walk through not just the better times, but the worst times. And we're going to be talking about that. It's going to be a great, great series where we're talking about real things. And so the reason I'm telling you this is I know there's a lot of us. We have a lot of friends, a lot of married friends, a lot of engaged friends, a lot of friends in relationships. This is an incredible time to invite your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, your family to come to church with you because we believe we are found people who find people. The second thing is this, Um, this Thursday, February 2nd, we are starting financial peace university. Now, why would I be announcing this right after marriage? You know the second reason for divorce is finances. That's it. Second reason the people get divorced is over money. And Probably 90% of us in this place, we had made resolutions at the beginning of this year. We made goals. We made new dreams, new plans to get in a better place financially. But what happens is we just pray about it when we're called to do something about it. And some of us, we need to take responsibility for our finances instead of blaming everyone else for the reason our finances are the way they are. And so, um, with that being said, February 2nd at 6.30 here at the church, we want to not just pray for your finances. We want to help you with your finances. We are, we've we got a, a CFO that works at one of the local businesses here named Mike Howard, who is a financial wizard. He's just missing the wand. Um, but he is brilliant. He is going to be leading this. He's going to be helping and coaching. And man, we really hope if you're here, and maybe you're like, I don't know if I want to just check out the first week. Okay, just check out the first week, even if you're not sure you want to do it and you want to pay the $100 to do it, that $100 does not come to me or the Foundations Church. It goes to Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, um, so we send that all off. But hear me, do something for your finances and and position your life to be better financially instead of just hoping it gets better financially. Let's, let's take some concrete steps. And so we're really trying to couple these things together because we don't want to just be a church that we hope your life gets better. Hey, your finances should get better, your finance. But let's do something about it. Let's take some practical steps. That means uh, some effort on your part. And we have childcare on Thursday night. So there was your excuse, parents. Bam. Swiped it out. So um, hey, today we are in preventative maintenance. And um, you're going to have to preach with me a little bit today. Um, Give me some feedback because my voice is barely hanging on. It sounds better to this service than last service. Um, But uh, I'm going to talk to you about a topic this morning um, that is just, it's huge. It's huge for us as a church. It's huge for us as people. Um, and, And one thing I would ask all of us today is this. Please do not leave this service early. We have about seven individuals that are getting ready to take the plunge this morning, getting baptized. That's what the church should celebrate, lives being changed and going public for the, in the relationship with the Lord. Um, but today's message is one of these messages that I, I pray, I pray that you will apply this message to your life. This is not a message that, um, that I want anything from you. I'm not talking about money today, so there you go. Um, I, 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 want, I want, as your pastor, for you to live a life where you're making better choices, and as a result, you're living with fewer regrets. That's, that's my heart. And today, if you can apply this message, if this won't just be information, but there'll be application, I promise you there will be transformation in your life. And the power of this message, it could be the difference between your life ending in divorce or staying married for 75 years. It could be the difference in you being broke or you being well off of your career succeeding or your career failing of your relationships uh, blessing you or your relationships hindering you. Today, I want to talk to you about the area of compromise. I want to talk about compromise. And, and for all the married couples, like you had a fight this way, you're like, see, you're not supposed to compromise. That's not the compromise I'm talking about today. Um, we all know that in relationships, there's compromise. You got to meet people halfway. You can't be stubborn. But today's compromise that I want to talk to you about is when you compromise with something you know isn't right. You you know it, you you know it, and we try to justify it. So that's what I wanna talk to you about this morning. Psalms 119 verses one through three says this. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil. And they walk only in his paths. Now, I, let's leave this up just for a second. I think most of us in this place, we read this verse and we're like, yeah, I'm not compromising with evil. Absolutely no compromising with evil. That, that, that doesn't apply to me. But can, can I tell you, when, when we read this verse, we're like, don't compromise with evil. Walk only in his paths. Got it, got it, got it. Check mark. I'm good. Justin, you know, this sermon's not going to apply to me. Compromise usually doesn't present itself as heaven or hell it's usually not extreme all of a sudden, like this is evil and this is good. Can I tell you compromise happens little by little and it's the big deal of compromise. Isn't necessarily the immediate action. The big deal of compromise is the eventual location that you end up that's the big deal of compromise. It's where it eventually leads you to. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about compromise. It's effect on our life and how do we handle it? And the first thing I would tell you is simply this compromise happens in inches and not miles. Compromise happens in inches, not massive miles. Most of you, when you leave this place, you aren't going to be this, all of a sudden, this kingpin. You know, when you walk out like, yeah, I just got there. I just made this decision to be this massive drug dealer. You know, um, you know that, that's just not not, not going to happen. Can I tell you, I'm going to be real, real this morning. Affairs don't just happen. Like, you don't just wake up like, how, how, did, how did I get here? You know, you don't wake up and your clothes are just off of you and you're in, be- in bed with another person. That's not how an affair happens. Like, what are you doing here? No, 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 no. No. You get there inch by inch, little by little. It starts with the text message that you know I, maybe I shouldn't send them. Maybe this is crossed the line, but eh, well. it starts with a phone call. She don't need to admit. It starts with a look, doesn't it? Ooh, that girl's looking at me. Starts with searching for that old flame on Facebook. Right, I'm just going to see what she's doing. I'm just going to see what he's, but compromise happens little by little. This past Tuesday at our men's discipleship on Tuesday night, we've got one more this week at six 30. If you men want to make it, but Joel, of course, talked about, you know, many of us, our measuring bar for how we live our life is, well, it's not that bad, but if that's your measuring bar, you're using the wrong bar. Can I tell you? Some of us, that's our life. We're just like, it's not not that big of a deal. You're you're inching your way to a place of regret. See, affairs happen with, uh, it's not that big of a uh, a compromise. It's not that big of a a deal. It's not that big of a conversation. It was just a text message. It was just this, but it always ends up in a place you don't want to be because you sacrifice what you want most for what looks good now. That's the lie of compromising. For some of us, you know what? Embezzling Take a little bit from the company. It doesn't happen like you. You're not going to be the Enron CEO all of a sudden. You're not going to, you know, embezzle a billion dollars. It just takes a little bit here. And you buy into the myth of more. If I have more, it's going to make me more happy. If I have more, it's going to help me be happier and be something. Addictions are the same way. I'm just going to take a little to get the edge off, Right? I'm just going to do it so I can relax. And, and, and you open up a door. You open up a foothold that becomes a stronghold. And you, you, you inch your way to compromise. You inch your way to a life of regret rather than seeing the life, man, that's full that Jesus talked about, that you may have life and live it too the fool. Talks about this in Genesis. The first part I, I really saw of a great example of somebody that just inched their way to compromise is a, a story about Abram and Lot. Abram is Abraham before he became Abraham when God changed his name. And there's a really good message in that, but that's not today. Genesis chapter 13, verses 12 through 13 says this, Abraham lived in the land of Canaan. And while Lot, while Lot among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now, the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. Now, here's the deal. uh, Lot knew the reputation of Sodom. He He wasn't just like, oh, they're bad? I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know like, you know, this is like This is like the Amsterdam of their world, if that makes sense. There's red light districts, anything goes, just boom. It is a culture out of control. And Lot knew that he should stay away, but he kind of inched his way and he placed his tents near the place he should stay away. And we go one chapter, one, one chapter further in the Bible, and the next mention of Lot, hear this, this is the next mention, the next time we hear anything about Lot, as there's a war that's going on, and four kings have invaded Sodom and Gomorrah, have defeated it, they're taking all the plunder away, and Genesis chapter 14, verse 11 through 12 says, the four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food, and they went away. And they also carried off Abraham's nephew, Lot, and his possessions since he was living in Sodom. What? Like, he was near it, and now he's in it in one chapter. And can I tell you, you can't get near it without getting in it after a while. You can, you, can, you can think, oh, I got to tell you, the greatest compromises happen with these phrases. Oh, I can handle it. You weren't designed to handle it. You weren't created to handle. Oh, you know, I, it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. No, 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 no. It, it is a big deal. And can I tell you, there's something happening right now in, in, the, in the movement and in, in just the, the following of Christians right now in our society. And I got to tell you that, that we are trying to see how much we can get away with instead of what we can move away from. We were just saying, oh, well, you can get away with it. You can get away. But that's not what this is all about. It's not about what you can get away with. It's about what can you get away from. That's what he's calling you and I to live. That's a life of no compromise. Not about getting away with it, about getting away from it. And Lot, man, after a while, he just inched his way closer and closer and closer until he was caught by his own compromise this morning, hear my heart. I don't want compromise to catch you, to take you to a place where it's full of regret. It's full of pain. And you wish you could have a do-over because sometimes there's not a do-over in life. There's simply consequences. Bible says this in Colossians chapter one, verse 23, it says, but you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't Drift away. Don't drift away. That's what we do. We just kind of slowly drift. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news, but you must continue to believe the truth, and you got to stand firmly in it. I love what C.S. Lewis wrote. He said in his letter or in his book, um, the screw tape letters, he said, indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, the soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Your affectionate uncle screw tape. That's it. We we just inch our way compromise, but you and I, we got to stand firm and we can't allow ourselves to drift away because here's what I will tell you. Compromise boundaries bring consequences and regrets. Compromise boundaries bring consequences and regrets. We moved recently and, uh, in the move, we got like, uh, I, I say a little bit like a bigger lot, like about an acre lot, but it's kind of, it's in the city, but it's in the country kind of thing. Um, you're like, that makes no sense, I know. Uh, but on our backyard, there was a barbed wire fence, like this little barbed wire fence, and there's a field behind the barbed wire fence. And I was like, man, we could like, go access that if we take this barbed wire fence down. And so I got out with these, you know, these wire cutters and clipped all the barbed wire off and went through. And I, I gotta be honest, I felt like I was totally living on a farm at that moment, as dumb as it was. It was probably 10 yards of barbed wire. And I'm like, look at me, farmer graves, you know, and I'm like I need a piece of hay and a corn, you know, corn hat or something like, woo. And uh, I, I'm out there and I'm taking all this down. And you know what? It didn't take that long. It probably took 30 minutes to clip all the barbed wire. Some of you are like, why did it take you that long? Because I have not real strong hands. Okay, easy. Um, and I'm sitting there grabbing it and wrapping all this barbed wire up and, and we've, we, we can... Go to the field if we want to now. There's no problems. It's, it's, it's awesome. And in the process of that, I was thinking, man, it probably took them a really long time to set this up, but it took me about 30 minutes to tear it down. Can I tell you, boundaries take a lot of time, a lot of effort to put in your life and to maintain in your life. But it takes a second of compromise to move a boundary. And we move the boundary for a reason. We moved it so that we could access a part that we couldn't access before. And when you and I decide to move a boundary, you're moving it for a reason. There's a reason why you're compromising. There's a reason why you have moved that boundary. And, And you are the only one that has the answer. So the question this morning is, why have you moved your boundary? Oh, it may take a lot more work. It may take a a lot more effort. And you know what? There's a lot of times I get made fun of for the boundaries that I have in my life. But I can tell you this because I have safeguarded my life and I have put boundaries in college students. Listen to me this morning because I have put safeguards in my life and boundaries in my life. It has kept me from a lot of regret and a lot of painful mistakes. And your boundaries aren't there for your restriction. They are there for your benefit. And nobody can put them in your life except for you. Adults, you need boundaries. Let me say that again so everybody really gets that. Adults, you and I need boundaries. Because they're there to protect you from doing that which is stupid. (laughs) That which leads you to regret. Ephesians chapter five, verse 15 through 17 is one of my life verses. It's one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It says this, be very careful then how you live, not as the unwise, but as the wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And can I tell you, man, a lot of times we live this verse the exact opposite way. We're not careful about how we live. We're not putting thought into our days. We're not making the most of opportunities. And a lot of us, we have no idea what the Lord's will is for our life. So we're just kind of running aimlessly, aren't we? But that's not what Paul instructs us to do here. He says, man, be very careful how you live. If we just got that part down, be very careful how you live. Not just following your emotions, not just following your feelings, but as we talked about the first message in this series, but guarding our heart because where our feelings and emotions go, that's where our life will go. Be very careful that you don't follow your feelings because your feelings make horrible leaders. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as the wise. Making the most of every opportunity, making every day count and owning up to what God's will is for your life and my life, that's it that we would own up to what God is calling us to do and we wouldn't compromise from it. That's what God is calling you and I to. And some of us, we need some no trespassing signs in our life. You remember no trespassing signs, it meant keep out. And for you and I, we need to put up some no trespassing signs in our life so that we don't go where we need where we shouldn't go but we have kept our boundaries because boundaries is wisdom. Boundaries is saying, man, before the temptation ever comes, I'm setting up some boundaries, some parameters for my life, not to harm me, not to restrict me, but to protect me so that my life ends up where I want it to end up in the long run. That's being wise. That's understanding, and that's owning up to what God's will is for your life. I like what Joyce Meyer says, and I don't quote Joyce Joyce Meyer very much, but this is good said, compromise means to go just a little bit below what you know is right. It's just a little bit, but it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Last thing I would tell you is this, is don't compromise truth for convenience. And I, w- I would put kind of a little bit on this. Um, don't compromise truth for convenience. I would even say, don't compromise your convictions for convenience. Um, I don't try to air out many of our church problems from the stage because we don't have a lot of church problems. Praise God, no drama. Um, but we kind of have an issue happening here at Foundations Church. And um, I, I got my attention, in fact, it, it actually came up in staff meeting on Tuesday. And I just looked at our business administrator, Greg Fisher, or as you know him, Fish, I'm like, hey Fish, we gotta make sure we get a, a hold of this. This is, this is an issue, this is a problem that we gotta make sure um, that, that we take care of. And um, it has come to my attention that we have one-ply toilet paper in our restrooms right now. This is unacceptable. And I pledge to you, pastor, in the year of 2017, we will make bathrooms great again here at Foundations Church. (laughs) Making bathrooms great again. Here's the deal. No, no, I'm being for real. For me, this is a big deal because we office here, so we use toilet paper, and I'm not going to places, but can I tell you? I bought this toilet paper. This is the only one-ply of toilet paper I've ever bought in my entire life. And this looks good, doesn't it? Big roll, the big roll at Walgreens. And I'm like, well, well, that looks pretty good. Maybe we should use that. And it says on there, the devil's in the details, one-ply sheets per roll. When you're pulling out one-ply of toilet paper... You have to have an MIT degree. I mean, you have to pull it at an angle and slow. And you're, it's almost like you're delivering a baby. Easy, easy, easy. Breathe. <laughs> breathe. Don't rip. Don't Because if you tear it at an angle, crap, and you're like, dang it. You know, you got a square doesn't work. You know, you, you yeah, you, you understand. But, but then, then there is Charmin Ultra, right? This is, this is quality right here. This this is just true life right here. You know, and and you may have to pay more, but oh what a difference <laughs> for blowing your nose. What a difference. <laughs> See, the one ply, the one ply looks the same. It offers a whole lot of promise, right? Like, oh, it looks it looks just as good. But it's not the same you got to pay a price for the good stuff. you got to go find it sometimes for the good stuff. And can I tell you, when you compromise for convenience, it's the one-ply toilet paper to your life. It's true. Because you know what? When you pull in one-ply toilet, it's frustrating. It's aggravating. You're like, this is, this is, what, what is this? What is happening right now? And some of you right now, That's your life. That's your life. You're frustrated. You're angry. You're mad. It's because you bought into something that looked good at the moment, but it wasn't truth. It wasn't real. You decided to compromise because it was convenient, even though you knew it wasn't true. We talk to all my relationship people right now. You're not married. I'm married people. Stop paying attention. You're like, I haven't been paying attention the whole time until you pull the toilet paper out. Um, like, where is this going? Here, here's what I understand my job as a teacher of God's word and a pastor is. And Jesus said this your job is not to be popular, but to be true. It's to tell the truth. Um, there is a big time thing right now. And I hear my heart. We love everybody that comes here. But you need to know the truth because some preachers are selling this. And that's not going to satisfy your life. We're going we're to get to it in just a second. But can I tell you, it, It's I understand. I understand that it's convenient to shack up, but that's not God's word. Let me, let me, under, well, what's shucking up, Justin? Define it. It's when you aren't married and you're living together and you're having sex together. We'll spell it out. in you acting like a married couple, but without the commitment. And some of you want to be like, well, before I try my shoes on, I try, you know, before I buy a pair of shoes, I try my, my, my shoes on. Call your woman a pair of shoes. See how that goes. Some of you are like, well, if you get the milk for free, why buy the cow? Call your woman a heifer. And come see me for better or for worse in a few weeks. (laughs) It's convenient. I won't argue that. It's convenient. Absolutely. Is it the norm in our culture? Absolutely. Is it becoming the norm in our churches? Absolutely. Should it be? No. It's not popular. But I'd rather tell you the truth than preach to you what's popular. Because otherwise, if you keep doing that, your marriage and your relationships are going to end like this. You're gonna be frustrated, and it's gonna offer you everything and deliver you nothing. Can I tell you, all you that are in relationships, there's a place physically you know you're not supposed to go. You know it. I don't have to tell you. The Bible says to keep the marriage bed pure, right? Pretty simple. Sex is great in the confines of marriage. It's created by God. And there's no age limit on this. But when you buy in and when you compromise, it's going to leave you frustrated. It's going to leave you hurt. And it's going to leave your life full of regrets. And, And hear my heart. That's not God's best for you. That, that, that's not God's plan for you. Here's what, what the Bible says. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3-5, through 5, it says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. The NIV says, keep your head in all situations. And there's a lot of pastors, there's a lot of churches that won't tell you the truth, but I want you to live life to its fullest instead of what's convenient. And convenient will always offer you everything and deliver you nothing. But if you'll wait for God's best, man, if you will hold out and you will wait for the good and great things that God has, it leads you to a place of life and joy and peace and, I mean, great things, but it's all in the decision. Are you gonna compromise the truth, the conviction for what's convenient? Married people, you can tune back in now. Some of you are like, well, I don't feel like I love them anymore. That's awfully convenient right now. But you weren't called to love them when you feel it. You were made a covenant to love them for better, for worse. It's not about following your feelings. It's about following your covenant and your commitment. That's sound teaching, not popular teaching. But it leads you to the things that God has for you. I tell you, I, I close with this. I know there's a lot of us here that we're, we're just kind of inching, inching, inching so close. I, I beg you as your pastor, wake up, put those boundaries in your life and don't sell the truth for what's convenient. Man, don't, don't, sell the, don't sell the great things that God has for what's convenient for your life right now. But hold on and wait for God. I, you may have messed up, you may have, but that doesn't mean you had to keep messing up. Hear me, there's grace, there's mercy, but man, there's gotta be change too because growing equals changing. That's something we believe to our core. Man, I'm not telling you you have to end the relationship, but, but make changes to the relationship. Make changes to your life. Put up boundaries where you didn't have boundaries. And don't settle for the one ply. Don't settle for being frustrated, for being disappointed. Find the fullness that God has for your life and for mine. It says this in Isaiah chapter 33, verse 15 through 16 that if we live a life of not compromising, this is what happens we live right. Speak the truth, despise exploitation, refuse bribes, reject violence, avoid evil amusements. This is how you raise your standard of living and catch these last two sentences out. A safe and stable way to live. A nourishing, satisfying way to live. I want us to leave that up there. That's a life of not compromise. Hear me! I know I don't have much of a voice left, but but hear me this morning, man. I say this is what what I, I'm, I'm begging you, as your pastor, is that you would not buy into the myth of convenience. You wouldn't buy into the myth that you can handle it, that you don't need boundaries, that you wouldn't inch yourself to a place you have no business getting close to. But you would raise your standard of living because the result is this: you have a stable way to live a nourishing and satisfying way to live. That's, man, this is huge. That's the way that God intended for your life to be lived out. Don't compromise, don't sell this because it's not convenient. Man, the easy things are very rarely the right things, but God has called you to the right and the real things. And he's got a satisfying and a stable way for you to live out your days and at the end of the day that's what we're all after let's bow our heads lord we love you we thank you for today and god compromise is it's there every day every morning we wake up there's compromise there's convenience versus truth there's convenience versus conviction Lord, there's us inching our ways and our way to places that we don't belong. God, I pray this morning, we would realize this isn't a message trying to keep us from anything but regret, anything but hurt. Lord, whether we're 85 here or we're 15, That we would realize that this message is just true. And the Lord, we would refuse to compromise. But we would grab on to your truth. And we would live our life in a way that is stable and is satisfying and nourishing. God, that we would be very careful how we live not as the unwise, but as the, as the wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil and understanding what the Lord's will is for us. God, I pray help us in that. Help us to live that out and not to compromise or get away from it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you say, Justin, I'm here. become. Join us in our vision here at Foundations Church. Our services are every Sunday morning at 9 and 1045 a.m. And our youth service, FC Students, is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. For more info, check us out online at FoundationsChurch.tv.